Welcome to Behind Backstage, the official Backstage Dance Academy podcast. Each episode, you'll hear me, Jess, the director of Backstage, interviewing different students from within our dance community. All right. Hi, everyone. I'm Jess, the director of Backstage, and today's episode is going to be our best yet. I'm here on Zoom ready to chat to Gemma. Gemma was a student of Backstage and then became a teacher at Backstage, studied dance full time, and now she is dancing up a storm in Osaka, Japan. So, Gem, <laughs> would you, what an introduction. <laughs> Say hello to your <laughs> students and their parents hey, and our teachers who miss you. <laughs> hey. 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 <laughs> um, so we're just going to start with like where it all began. When did you start dance and do you know why? Like did your mom okay. decide or did you decide? Well, I think I started when I was about four. My mom decided to put me in a local school near me just to do ballet, she wanted me to have good posture. That's what she ah. always told me. Um, but, yes, I went to a local school and just did one class a week on a Friday and started off doing ballet and jazz mm -hmm. and then, yeah, moved on to cheerleading. <laughs> so did you – I know you have a sister. Did she dance as well, like? She actually did dance, but only for a year because um, then my mum had my brother and it was all too much at the time. Uh, <laughs> I have heard that from a few mums before. They're like, oh, yeah. we just had another one. We'll have a break. We'll revisit it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. So she um, stopped dancing, but she was uh, pretty sporty. So she ended up doing like basketball and things like that and never went back to dance. Actually. Yeah, I wondered yeah. about that. Yeah. And how did you get into cheer? Was it because you changed dance schools to a dance and cheer school or like yeah. how did that come about? For sure. I was actually looking at a new dance school mm -hmm. and then the dance school that I ended up going to had a cheerleading program. So I decided to give it a go mm -hmm. and I loved it, fell in love with it. Um, I really liked the acrobatic side of it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much how I fell into cheer. It kind yeah. of took over my dancing for a while yeah and yeah we we came back to dance in the end so did you do dance and cheer and did most students um like yeah. you do dance and cheer or like were some yeah. students it just was actually cheer? a requirement at the school I was at oh, okay. to do an hour of I think it was a jazz and tap class mm -hmm. if you did cheer because there's a dance component in cheer so I guess yeah you need to learn how to dance yeah yeah, yeah. And would you say that you like cheer better than dance then? Ooh. At the time, I think I went through a phase where I did. It was just new. It was just different. Yeah. So I think that that's what got my attention. Yeah. And we, we did competitions and stuff like that. So it got pretty serious. And I think, yeah. And then what made you get back focusing on dance and not cheer? Uh, I think after a while of doing it so seriously and competitively and, um, yeah, even going to America and doing it, I think eventually I just realised that I did enjoy dance more and that, that there was more opportunities in dance. Yeah. Um, so I think when I got to about 14, 15, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to 
just gonna just focus on dance now yeah yeah and is that when you joined backstage or yeah so um yeah I was looking for a solely dance school um and I wanted didn't want to have my parents traveling too far so I was looking in the area I tried a few schools actually but um backstage was the first one that I tried I did a like a trial jazz and acro class yeah um but loved it I loved the vibe it was actually at the old studio super cute um (laughs) I loved the vibe everyone was super friendly there I think that's what what got me initially um the girls were great and then why do I have no memory of this did I not teach you (laughs) I remember actually you came you weren't you didn't teach me um for it but you came in after my jazz class just check on check on things and see how I was going and you asked the teacher like oh how is she (laughs) I just pretended I wasn't listening (laughs) you were so who taught you (laughs) Jacinta. Ah, so Jacinta for jazz and acro or? Yeah. Ah, I see. So do you remember what year that was? Like maybe? Oh gosh, I think. 2015-ish? It would have been earlier than that. It would have been like 2000. Well, actually, I think we moved to the new studio maybe in 2014. So maybe it was. 2013 it would have been, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you find backstage? Like was it? Did you see us in person? Did you Google? I actually um, found you on Facebook, I think. I had like a mutual friend through someone who knew someone who went to backstage. So um, I was just, yeah, looking on Facebook, looking up different schools and stumbled across backstage. Had a great Facebook. (laughs) Lots of, lots of. I look back and I'm like, oh, this Facebook is terrible. (laughs) But that's because times change (laughs) nothing like it is now but um yeah I just um stumbled across it online yeah Yeah. and you said you were looking in your area you didn't want your parents to drive far but I feel like you don't live close to the studio well it actually was the furthest away in the end (laughs) it was about 2025 actually though it was, it was always peak hour when, when I'd be coming to the studio. So it could have been like up to 35, 40 sometimes. Yeah. Sorry, mum. <laughs> and then the drive home would have been quick as, I think. Yeah, the drive home was nice. But that was dad's job usually. So, um, yeah, he got That's the cute. good end of the deal. At least mum was home relaxing then. Yeah. Well, <laughs> don't know if she's relaxing. I feel so. like we should do a shout out to Chris while we're here. Yeah, shout out to Chrissy. Um, <laughs> hey. Um, and now that you're working as a professional, what aspects of BDA and I guess the industry program do you think were the most valuable? Like, are there things you look back on and you're like, oh, thank God you guys were, you know, enforcing this or encouraged this yeah. or made me do that because now I benefit from that? Mm-hmm. Well, for sure. Um, the industry program helped a lot because, I mean, you do have to be committed and you have to be serious about it. And I think it, in the industry, it's the same. You, you've got to go all in 100%. If it's what you want, you go for it. And I think just having um, the teachers and you there to guide and support you and be really honest about the industry. I liked yeah. that, that 
there was no like um kind of shading what what it's really like like yeah. you've been there and done it so you were able to just give your knowledge and pass it on yeah to me I found it really helpful because the school I was at before no there was no real talk of like going on and doing it as a career or yeah. you know going to full-time it wasn't really a thing so I loved that you were so open about it and like you were like okay so after backstage you can go here here or here like yeah it, it really yeah. just like, opened my eyes and made me think okay I can do this yeah I'm just yeah. picturing like me lecturing you <laughs> and your class being like I know you think it's just five minutes late, but that five minutes could make or break you. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> yeah, there's no late in this. In this that's, that's always like, early. all of the teachers <laughs> at Backstage. We have the best um, intentions and we always yeah. have your best interests at heart. And I feel like sometimes we come across as very tough, but yeah. whether you're working as a professional dancer or whether you're at uni or yeah. working at McDonald's or wherever, mm -hmm. you know, turning up late is not a good thing and it doesn't benefit no. you or allow you to progress or excel at what you do. Yeah, for sure. The program like, definitely, yeah, like set those values. Yeah. They're, they're not just for dancing, you know, it's for everything. Yeah. Well, there's my good um, lecture of the day. I'm glad I got that out the way. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be late. <laughs> And you performed a lot growing up, especially with cheerleading overseas, with dance, you performed like comps, other events, interstate. When you think back now, what were the highlight performances or your favorite performances? Ooh. Oh, my gosh. I've never thought about this one. But um, probably uh, I loved all of the interstate competitions. Yeah. Um, I loved going to America and competing. Um, what else have I done? <laughs> um, I feel like the traveling experiences are always the highlight because I think yeah. you think of the performance, but you think of all the fun you had outside yeah. of performing I, too with your friends yeah. and staying in hotels. Yeah, I'm definitely a bit of a social butterfly so that the social side of things really... Yeah, they're things that I remember anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and what about comps? Like, did you, you did solos for a little while, but you weren't yeah. overly obsessed with it. Was it just something you enjoyed? Yeah, I had never done solos before coming to backstage. And I think I was 15 when I came yeah. to backstage. Um, so I wanted to give it a go, but I think I definitely prefer group, <laughs> group. Yeah over solos maybe if I'd started it earlier yeah. I would be used to it but um no I definitely enjoy the group performances a lot more I like yeah. working as a team it's yeah I did enjoy your solos but yeah I agree sometimes it's nicer to dance with a group and yeah um, feed off each other's energy yeah I agree and thinking back to being a student at backstage what was your favorite thing back then about the studio you know was it the classes, Ooh. the teachers, your friends, the uniform, the pink walls at the old studio. Oh, the, the pink and blue walls, for sure. Oh. <laughs> um, it, was, it was definitely the, my friends and teachers that I enjoyed the most. Yeah. Um, I also just enjoyed having 
having teachers who were involved in the industry that I think gave it like a different, uh, it gave it a difference compared to what I had um, been through before. Mm-hmm. And the teachers were doing stuff that was like modern, it was fresh, you know, it was the stuff that I wanted to be learning. Yeah. It was what they knew that would benefit me if I ever did want to go and do it yeah. as a career. But um, yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> that makes me really happy that. that... <laughs> um, but yeah, that was such a positive thing for you because I've never really thought about it like that. Um, yeah. And what's your favourite thing about Backstage now? Okay. Not right um, now because we're not even open no. because of COVID. But yeah, now, well, now in your position as a teacher and the role model and someone mm-hmm. who's looking from afar, what's your favourite thing now? I, I love that it's definitely there's kind of a family vibe about it. I think all the teachers get along. The students are great. They're all friends. Um, I think that that vibe is what I love. I love to come into the studio. I love teaching it backstage because I love coming into the studio because it's a, it feels like a vibe, feels like a home. Yep. Um, but I also love the kind of, I don't want to say strictness, <laughs> But I love that there there is rules in place. Like you, you have students coming into the classroom looking presentable, like they've got their uniform on, they're ready to go. I feel like that just gives it that next level yeah. of professionalism. That yeah, it makes me feel like the kids are ready to go. And they're they're here, like you know, to work hard. And yeah, I like that. Yeah. Oh, you're <laughs> saying all the right things, Gem. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying the things that I'm passionate about. (laughs) I know you will. (laughs) And I remember you used to teach the preschool classes with me um, during Uh, school hours, which was so fun, but I can't work out how that came about. Like, did you take a gap year after year 12? Yeah, I did. But initially I was still in school when I I helped you out with um, a class one time because I had finished school early, I think. Uh. I was in an, I was like in year 11 or 12. Yeah. Been year 12. So I'd already finished and you were like, anyone um, want to come and help me with the preschool class? And I came yeah. in. Um, yeah. And I loved it. But then the year after year 12, I did, I took a gap year. So yeah. I guess then you were like, woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're available. <laughs> time. Let's do this. Get her in. So yeah, I was helping you. Ah, I just remembered that. That's so cute. It was amazing because there's never anyone available to help during the day because everyone's at school or at their jobs or full-time or uni. So it was so nice. And I guess it was a nice opportunity for you to gain experience as a teacher without the pressure of being thrown in the deep end. Yeah, because I was swimming teaching. Oh, that's right. Dance teaching was a whole nother ball game. You say it like dance teaching is harder than swimming teaching, but... You, like, have people's well, lives in your hands when you <laughs> teach swimming. No. Um, well, for me, dance teaching is easier because it's more of my passion. But, um, but it's, it's different. My swimming classes, I think there was, like, three to five kids in a class. Yeah. And then you've got a dance class, which is a lot different. Yeah. 
But um, I loved those assistant teaching days. I still love assistant teaching now that I do teach because I, I love learning from other teachers and seeing what they do and how the kids respond to what they do. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's a unique learning experience to sit yeah. or not sit, <laughs> but stand <laughs> yeah. and, and observe and watch yeah. others teach because yeah, sometimes you yeah go, Oh, okay. I didn't realize that something I do that the other teachers yeah. doing, like the kids don't respond to that necessarily well or vice versa. They yep. do respond really well. Learn so much. I love yeah. it. And you're obviously a great teacher and at a backstage, a lot of the kids look up to you. Um, what's your favorite thing about teaching? And do you think that you'll pursue teaching again when you come back to Melbourne? Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm over it. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I, um, I love teaching. It's, it's, I loved it more than I ever thought that I would. Yeah. I didn't actually necessarily see myself teaching when I was younger I didn't think I would be a teacher but now that I am I love it and now that I'm here I miss it a lot um I think I would definitely would love to come back to teaching once performing is is over and I'm back in the country um but the thing that I love most is probably I just put myself back in their shoes when when I'm I teach you when I'm teaching um, and just I, I just loved like learning learning new things like I was always really eager to learn new skills so when yeah. I'm teaching new skills like I love when they get a skill and they're so excited about it and I think just seeing them grow is what yeah gets me excited yeah well we certainly hope that you come back and teach I get it. <laughs> I hope ASAP. I remember when I when I got this job and I called you up, I was like, please don't replace me. Please don't replace me. <laughs> I remember that phone call so clearly. Like I just pulled into my driveway and I saw that I had missed call from you or saw your name pop up and I was like, Yeah, she got a job. Yeah. <laughs> I just knew it. Why is she calling me? <laughs> yeah, I was like, You don't usually call me. People your age usually just like text me or message yeah. on Facebook or something yeah. oh, <laughs> if it's a phone mom. call I'm like yeah something's <laughs> happened you either had like got a boyfriend and wanted to tell me about it or you got a performance <laughs> contract yeah and to tell me about it <laughs> yeah. um going back to your gap year sorry going back to your gap year why did you take that gap year were you not sure what you wanted to do or yeah, well, um, actually, I was a year younger when I finished school, so okay. I, I was still 17. Yep. And I think because I knew I wasn't going to have my licence as soon as I would have started full-time, I didn't want the burden of my parents having to drive me or get public transport to yep. um, full-time. Also, yep. I didn't make the decision that I wanted to go until quite late, like literally... <laughs> Like into year 12, even through exams, I still wasn't 100% sure. Yeah. But I think then once year 12 finished, um, I just took the time to kind of fully decide. But I think I always knew in my heart I did want to go to full time and pursue dance. So, um, yeah, just I think the, the gap year just helped me solidify that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like year 12 for me was a long time ago, but 
you do feel like you're in a bit of a fog in your 12 and your focus yeah. is on your, your study and it is hard to make a really important decision. Yeah. I, yeah, that makes sense that you might want some time off to step back and have a think about it. Yeah, because I, I definitely still wasn't sure. I had some other ideas of what I could do, like going to uni, but I just think in the end I was always like, well, if, if I'm going to give it a go, I have to do it now and yeah. might as well go for it. And did you do full-time thinking that, you know, coming out of it, you'll work as a professional dancer or did you just want to dance full-time regardless of the outcome? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I definitely went into full-time uh, hoping that I would come out of it, you know, with a job dancing as a professional. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, it is difficult. So you never really know that there's so many dancers, everyone's great in full time, but I think you don't, you don't really go into full time and spend the money if you're not serious about it and don't expect to work, yeah. but nothing, nothing's guaranteed. So I wasn't really sure if I would end up with a, like a contract, yeah. but I have, and it's been the best experience ever. So and we are going to talk about it a little bit later <laughs> and I can't wait to hear more. Um, and what made you choose Spectrum? I'm, I remember you were considering a few different schools. Did you end up attending auditions? Did you go to the PSA audition as well? No, I didn't actually. I applied to go and then yeah. didn't go um, because Spectrum was the first one and yeah. I, had, I actually knew someone who was there. I had done my homework and my research and um, it was also close to the home. Yeah. Um, I'd heard good things. So um, I went to the audition. It went well. I, I liked it there. Yeah. And then I was like, yep, let's go for it. So and I didn't bother. Trish called you the next week. and Yeah, she did. She, yeah. she gave me the phone call. Well, I actually, I auditioned um, when I, I still auditioned when I took my gap year. Oh, so I got okay. a phone call then to be like, woohoo, you've made it. And then I had to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm going to take a gap year. But then the next year, yeah. Yeah. And what full-time schools were you looking at then? Was it just Spectrum, PSA and Ministry? Or? Yes. Those were the three that I was looking at. I yeah. believe it. there was Kelly Acres as well, but I think that was quite new. Yeah. So I, I did go to that. Yeah. And what were your favourite opportunities at full-time besides, obviously, training all day, every day? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, definitely the performances um, and the gigs that we did. We did a lot at Crown. They yeah. were really fun. We did the AFL Grand Final Footy Show. Yeah. That was cool. The Players Review. Um, but, yeah, we did a lot of corporate stuff and just seeing what they are like and actually – um, working on a job that's professional and you're, you're dancing. Um, yeah, it was really fun to experience, especially for, as a first year, in your first year when yeah. you get to do all of those, you're like, wow, like this is what it's like. <laughs> yeah, you get a taste of like what it's like to get paid to do yeah. that, it be your job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what was the most challenging thing about full-time? Oh, well... <laughs> It's a, it's a bit of a roller coaster. You have your moments, but um, I think the most challenging thing is for me personally, everyone kind of has their different challenges. Yeah. For me personally, um, 
it was probably the uncertainty of of not knowing whether you're going to come out of it with a with a job yeah because you've got to audition obviously it's a whole process but I think just it was a three-year course it's a lot of money and then not knowing whether you're gonna it's gonna be worth it yeah you're gonna come out of it with a job in the end I think that was probably the hardest thing for me yeah it's hard because you you can't get a job without going full-time or you you can, you know, I, there are a couple of people out there who yeah. do open classes as a pathway instead of full time. But yeah, you've got to commit everything for the yeah. what if. I mean, yeah, there, there are some people who don't go to full time. But I think the main things that I learned in full time, it wasn't about, you know, how to dance. It was, it was about how to be professional and how to work in a job. Yeah. And yeah, just preparing yourself for the the long hours and yeah and I guess like networking and making friendships with you know like-minded yeah people in a community which you might not get from open classes yeah exactly and was it what you expected I remember thinking like I I never realized how tired I would be in full time (laughs) I remember trying to stay awake on the train home yeah um, and having to stand up because it was the peak hour train oh. I just I didn't know it would feel like that what was the biggest kind of shock for you no well I mean people tried to prepare me people told me you'll be really tired you'll go home and sleep which I did um luckily I didn't have to get the train Jess that would yeah. be awful um but yeah I was driving home in peak hour like at the traffic light like oh come on I just want to go home and sleep yeah but um I guess yeah, you, you can't really be prepared for, for that. And at Backstage, you were never a singer as such. You were always really a dancer, well, an acrobat yep. and dancer. You're an amazing flipper. Um, but obviously in full-time, you have to sing. Yeah. Do you wish that you'd maybe taken me a little bit more seriously at Backstage or were you fine just to catch up in full-time and just sing in front of people? Yeah, well, I always loved singing, but I was always too scared to start um, and too nervous. Like it was literally one of my biggest fears to ever have to sing in front of anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do, I do wish that I started younger because I always loved it. I know I would have loved it if I did. Um, But in full time, yeah, I did start lessons because we yeah, we were advised, highly advised to. Um, but yeah, singing was something, yeah, I never thought I would ever do it. But here I am on a contract where I have to sing every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in front of people, lots of people. But um, yeah, I wish I did start a bit. Maybe <laughs> even a handful that. of private lessons would have been handy. Yeah, I? maybe it would have been. <laughs> going back now I probably would have (laughs) just a couple okay well um have you auditioned for many jobs and and contracts I feel like you waited a little while for this one to come about so Mm -hmm. yeah what were you auditioning for and you know did you get through rounds but then get cut or what's the story so in full time we started auditioning in second year and into third, and we would usually be auditioning um, for uh, cruise ships and theme parks. Yep. We would only um, 
sometimes get sent for musicals if you were right for, for different parts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did do a few in full time and they weren't that common. We had probably like a, a handful a year, yeah. up to five maybe. Um, but I would, I would do well at some and not well at others. Like, yeah. I just would depend on a lot of things really, but um, I'd get through to the end and then I'd get cut first round for others. So it's re- it was really up and down, but I had actually done the universal audition the year before I um, got the job yeah. the year before I auditioned for it for now. And um, I had been cut just after the singing round. Yeah. And the second time that I auditioned for it last year, um, I got through all the way to the end and got through that singing round Yeah, um, because I had been doing private lessons. I had been keeping them up after full time. Yeah. Um, and then we had to wait a little while to find out. I, I mean, when you get to the end of an audition, it doesn't mean you've got the job. So it um, just means you're being considered if they have a part for you. So I had to wait a few months. And then I got a call from Trish, who is the owner of Spectrum, where yeah. I train. And um, she was like, well, you've got <laughs> the job. <laughs> they want you. So that was really exciting. And I found out in December, but I'd auditioned, I think, in like September or something. Yeah. Like so I waited a couple months and I, yeah, was just hoping for the best. I wasn't really sure if I would or wouldn't get it. Yeah. Didn't want to think about it too much because... I didn't really want to get my hopes up and then. Yeah. Well, you never know how many people they've uh, shortlisted for a role or a show. Like it could be 70 people from all over the world or you could be, you know, you and five others or three others. Yeah, exactly. So you never know. But yeah, when I got that call, I was like, I felt like I was dreaming. It was crazy. I was actually at the studio. I just finished teaching. I was going to say, better not have been in class, Miss Gemma. No, I was packing up. I was putting props away. And yeah, I got the call and I was like, oh, and I didn't even tell. I think Jenna was on the front desk. And I didn't even tell her because I was like, oh, we always get told not to tell people straight away. Yeah. Look yeah. Until contracts are signed or yeah, things like that. So what was the audition like? So, you know, they obviously advertise Universal um, Studios auditions. Did you audition as a dancer or a dancer that can sing or did you just, yeah, what was it like? I, I auditioned as a dancer who could sing. Yeah. Um, so it's a dance call first. And then if you get through the dance call, then you have to sing. Yeah. And, then... and the dancing, was it a particular genre? or? Um, I would call it like hard hitting kind of jazz funk. <laughs> jazz funk. We're back in 1999, everybody. <laughs> there was like a little bit of hip hop in there, but like it was really like strong like lines, like, yep. yeah, a little bit old school, but, um, yeah, like clean, yep. clean dancing. Um, and, yeah, yeah. Did you cool. have an opportunity to show your tricks? I, I did, actually. There was, like, a moment in there where we could, like, improvise at the start, and then there was also, like, a moment where they had you walk across yep. the, the floor. So I actually flipped in both of those. And I definitely think that helped me to get the job. Yeah, yeah well, because, you know, I feel like every theme park has one show that has some type of aerial work or, yeah. you know, something kind of acrobatic. 
And then obviously you got to the singing call and you had a song prepared or do you remember, like, was there a song you had to learn? Yeah. So we had to learn hot stuff, Uh (laughs) which I actually sing in the show now. Um, Uh That's cool. Yeah. But um, luckily, like I prepared. Did you want to sing it on this podcast? (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I'd prepared it for the year before. And then before I had the audition, I sung it with my um, singing teacher and um, had it all prepared. So I I felt okay about it, but um, it's still scary. I was like, singing was still so new to me. So singing in front of an audition panel was was very intimidating, but obviously it was okay. (laughs) And was Universal on your radar? Like what was your dream job or what were you kind of hoping for? Yeah, well, I was happy to do any kind of theme park. Like, I loved the idea of Disney or Universal (laughs) Um, or, like, a cruise ship. I I really – I think I wanted to do a cruise ship a little bit more. But now that I'm here, uh, we are treated very well. I think that um, I'm very happy with where I am now. Like, maybe going onto a cruise ship after this would be – like a little bit challenging. <laughs> yes, I agree. Not, like yeah. <laughs> back in my Disney days, we all felt the same. We were like, oh yeah, yeah we'll do a Disney contract then we'll do a cruise contract and we'll just like live our lives like this. Cause you know, yeah. you, I know. Um, but yeah, after you have your own apartment and you yes. work and you can travel. Yeah. It seems what it is. It seems a bit scary to then think, oh, I'm gonna be like stuck in a cabin on a particular ship. But again, you do get to get off and travel and people love cruise ships. But people yeah. love cruise ships. Like yeah, I have friends who, who absolutely love it and they've done many of them. But yeah, I think it's just because I've done this one first. Yeah. The idea yeah. of that. I'd still love to do it either way, but yeah. And is there an opportunity to continue your contract or read? re-audition while you're over there like would you look at continuing so we have already auditioned for next year we have a video submission this year because of um corona yep um and we will find out soon actually if they if they would like to offer yeah us another year or whatever and in that case would you get sent home for a week break and then return or that's the thing. I'm not really sure, actually. Yeah. I just think it depends on their scheduling and yeah, what, what's going on at the time. Okay. So now we're going to get into the exciting stuff. So you got the call, you found out you got the contract, you slowly told everyone, and then you planned to move to Japan. So you got your visa and made sure yep. your passport was good. And then you got like all your luggage. <laughs> all um, my cases. <laughs> yeah. And then you just hopped on a fly and moved to Japan. So like I can relate because I did this when I was 19, I think. Um, but yeah, like how did it feel on the plane just being like, this well, is weird? <laughs> it was weird. It was crazy. Like I think I'm definitely someone like in a full-on situation, I kind of go a bit numb. Yeah. So I didn't cry at all. I still haven't shed a tear. Oh. It's really weird, I think. Like I got a bit emotional when you go through the gate, you know, like wave. Yeah. yeah. I nearly broke down there, but I was like, pull it together. <laughs> um, but 
I think my first night, like once we settled in, we got our new room and I was alone in my room on that first night. I was just laying there like, this is weird. Like I'm yeah. in a whole new country. I'm in my own place. I don't know anyone. Yeah. Um, did you get yeah. picked up at the the airport? Like they had a sign with your name? And... Yeah, we did. So we That's all right. we all actually met because a lot of us, we actually had two others from Melbourne, a few from Sydney, a few from Perth, um, and then a few of our friends from England. We all met at Hong Kong airport and we oh, got okay. a connecting flight all together to Japan. That's good. So then, yeah, we all got there together and then together we got um, a cab to our place. Yeah, and there was a guy standing there. Like, yeah, I love that you just said cab. Like, it hasn't taken you very long to convert to, like, a neutral accent yeah. and use, like, a neutral vocabulary. Yeah, I feel like when I get home, I'm going to be like, arigato. Yeah, I still say that. I still yeah. walk around being like, oh, hi, gozaimasu. Yeah. All the time. You weird. Um, yeah, it's so weird because you spend such a short time there in comparison to your life, but it's like it just sticks with you somehow. Yeah. And yeah. so you've got your own apartment? Yeah, we do. We have our own rooms, which we is so lucky. I um I couldn't imagine having to share with someone, but um I like my space, so yeah, I like having my own place. It's cool. Yeah. Um yeah, I have to, you know, wash up after myself, do my own <laughs> washing. My mum loves it, do my own cooking. She's like, yeah. Haha. all those years <laughs> you did nothing. <laughs> yeah, and now look where you are yeah <laughs> and so you're like you just had some yen in your purse and and took it over like you took your iphone was it easy to get there and get connected to home like i remember being really yeah. frazzled because i was like ah, i don't know how to call home yeah. i don't have the internet so i had like got a card like a special travel card um but when we got there they actually gave us cash straight away universal did oh um, gave us cash like they set us up with a bank card that took like a few weeks actually but we had cash like if we needed yeah. anything um and then and then yeah we have wi-fi in our apartment so yeah getting like connected with home was super easy yeah i think that's, that's why i'm haven't... sure your mum was like, yeah. waiting and waiting yeah. and waiting like are you there are you safe I, know. I think when i got to the airport i was i think when i got to hong kong i was like i'm here then when I got to Japan, I was like, I'm here. Yeah. And, but I think that's what's kept me not so sad because I have, you know, connecting with home is very easy these days. Yeah. Well, like you joined our staff trivia night on Zoom and yeah. it just felt like you were part of yeah. the Melbourne crew. We kind of forgot yeah. that you were all the way over in Japan. <laughs> and when did COVID hit? Because you went in March, didn't you? Or? Um, early, like, start of Feb. Oh, so okay. It was kind of like lingering. I remember getting to Hong Kong airport and everybody had masks on. Oh, okay. There'd been a little bit of a spike, I think, in Hong Kong. So we actually had masks at the airport and we're yeah. like kind of prepared for that. You were um, a trendsetter. Like here in yeah. Melbourne, we didn't even wear them for months. I know. But everyone in Japan wears them anyway. So yeah. it wasn't really wasn't weird to have to wear them here yeah but um yeah it was kind of just starting out when I got here and then at the end of Feb that's when you had the big spike and yeah yeah so when you got to um Japan you obviously set up your little place did you go straight into costume fittings and rehearsals or 
Yes. Yeah, so the first two days we had orientation, um, which was just like checking out the park. Yes. Um, you know, all the, all the stuff you, we had like a full PowerPoint presentation. It was really cool. We got to have, you know, explore like the back lots of Universal. Yeah. We actually get given bikes too. So we like ride to and from work and stuff. So we, we rode around like our little area, you know, showing yeah. we had a little tour. So we knew where to get food and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then after our two days of orientation, it was straight into rehearsals and we had a month of rehearsals before yeah. we opened our show. And when did you get to see the show? Like the show was already there when you got there with the old cast? Did you? Yeah, get to see yeah. It? yeah. We actually, um, in those first two days of orientation, got to watch the show. We went into the little booth at the top. Yep. And yeah, we watched it. Yeah, cool. It was really cool. <laughs> and then when was your first performance and what was that like? Uh, my first performance, I was actually in the opening cast of the show. Um, it was really, really cool. Uh, we were so nervous, but we felt quite prepared. Like after the month, um, we'd done lots of um, dress rehearsals and stuff. Yeah. So we felt really prepared for it. Um, but it was wild. Like the Japanese crowds, they're something else. <laughs> the audiences, the fans, they're, they're amazing. So um, going out and doing the show for the first time, we were just like, whoa, it was mm. crazy. Like they, they're allowed their cameras and stuff in the audience. Yeah, which is so taboo for us, isn't it? Yeah. To have like a camera in an audience. Yeah, so they're all... Um, all the fans were in the first like couple of rows with their big cameras and it's a bit like confronting at first yeah. um but it's cool it was really cool and what's the show like like what's the the vibe of the show what's your role like what type of dancing and singing do you do it's a monsters rock and roll show it's very cool the show's been around for like 20 years now and has hasn't changed too much so you can imagine the cory is kind of old school, but um, really fun. It's a really, really fun show. Um, my character is, I play hip and there's a hop as well. Mm -hmm. So we're like sisters in the show. And then the other characters are like monsters, like you know, Frankenstein, Dracula, um, I Frank feel like White. I've seen the show. Like now that you talk about you it, probably like, have. <laughs> I feel like I saw that show when I went to Japan. You probably have. Um, but yeah, my character is like the the two young girls in the show. Um, just they're super cute, and you just yeah, it's fun. Our outfits are fun. Yeah, <laughs> I look like a different person <laughs> with all my makeup and wig on. You'll have to send some photos or footage so that we can see. <laughs> okay. And how many of you are there? Like, did you say you're hip or you're hop? I'm hip. And how many, yeah, how many hips are there? So there is three different casts. There's also a swing. So there's, there's like three to four of my character. Yeah. And I think there's about 10 in the show. I haven't really exactly figured that out, but roughly <laughs> 10. Um, <laughs> um, maybe a little bit less, like eight, I don't know, in the show, but they have like, three different casts yeah and you run five days a week generally but how many shows a day do you do yeah we do five days um it does depend on how busy the park is lately the park hasn't been as busy so we weren't doing um as many shows but we might do up to 
four shows a day. Sometimes, usually average is about two to three lately when it's quiet. Yeah. But um, we've actually just been, we've just opened a new Halloween show as well. So we've been doing that and our normal show. So yep. it's been pretty full days for the past month. Um, we'll be there pretty much from the park opening 9.30 to like 6. Yeah. But that, that's, that's been pretty busy at the moment. We've, we've, we've had it kind of easy because of corona, so it was a bit quieter. Yeah. Now it's getting a bit busier. What's life like there with COVID-19? Do you feel like it's even present in the community or...? Yeah, it's kind of strange um, because life is pretty normal here. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, we, we have to wear masks, but I think for the Japanese, they wear masks anyway, so for them it's not that different. Yeah. We wear masks everywhere we go. Um, obviously, sanitise all the time. We have to sanitise entering and exiting work. Um, we do thermometer checks as well to make yeah. sure our temp is okay but apart from that um we're allowed to go out we're allowed to travel so it's yeah. been pretty normal it feels really strange actually seeing everyone back home and then being here yeah, yeah. do you watch the news on tv and stuff there or well actually no because our tvs in our um rooms they don't have all channels but the channels, obviously, that the news is on um, is in Japanese, so I don't understand. Yeah. So I don't actually see the news. What I um, see is all on Facebook and yeah. stuff like that. So I kind of get filled in from my family and friends what's going on back yeah. home. And then here, like, we Google search, like, Japan rates and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we tell each other, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that makes know. sense. Yeah. <laughs> and being in the show that you're in, um, what type of training do you think has supported you to get that role and to be good at that role? Like, do you think that full-time really helped with, you know, the stamina of the shows or do you go, oh, thank God I did ballet exams because, you know, my <laughs> technique has supported me. Like, is there anything like that that stands out to you? Yeah, I, I think, I think um, all the training I did growing up obviously helped. You, you need to have technique to do the show. Um, it's pretty jazzy. So I think learning to be clean and hitting your lines yeah. um, and having that kind of being so competitive as a dancer and doing dance comps where, you know, you have to be clean because that's a, yeah. You know, what's it called? Crit sheet. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, learning that all through growing up, dancing it definitely helped and then I think just the the stamina and things like that like the on the job stuff came from full-time like yeah the professionalism and, you know yeah and Learning. what Sorry. would you say no, no no all good um what would you say is the best and worst thing about the contract doesn't have to be dance related yes. like you know, are you enjoying the social side or are you missing Tim Tams? Like, what's the best <laughs> and worst thing? I am missing a lot of food from home. Um, the best thing, actually, is the people and the fact that I get to dance for a living. Yeah. Um, 
that's definitely the best thing. I've been very lucky with a great cast, and great people. Um, but yeah, the worst thing is just, yeah, I'm just missing my family and friends. Yeah. And, my dog. and I was thinking too, like with COVID, does that mean that you haven't been able to have any visitors from home? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we haven't been able to have visitors. Yeah. I'm pretty sure anyone coming to, to Japan has to quarantine. Um, and then obviously me going home, I'd have to quarantine, which I wouldn't be able to do because I couldn't take that much time off work. But yeah. I was actually meant to have a wedding this year in New Zealand and I was meant to be a bridesmaid oh. from, for a friend who was from full time, yeah. um, which I obviously can't go to. So that sucks a bit. But Yeah, for sure. And it would have just been really nice for your family to be able to come over and, yeah. and see you do the show. and Yeah. So that's a shame. A yeah, that is. Yeah. That is a shame. But I mean, I, I feel pretty lucky that I am here during this time. So I think you've got to take yeah. the good with the bad. Yeah. Yeah. And do you love Japan? I do. I love it. I, I didn't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Like people told me that they love Japan and that it'll be good. But I didn't think I would love it this much. There is There is just so much to explore and to see and the people are super super sweet they're very very cute and friendly um but yeah I'm loving Japan there's I don't I don't really have that much bad to say about it I mean yeah yeah no I have nothing bad to say about Japan I thoroughly enjoyed living there and then I needed to get my fix and went back on a holiday well I was actually meant to go back and do a second contract but I never I didn't yeah. know, um, but I, then I went back on a holiday, but I, I would love to go back again. Yeah. Um, I can see you loving Japan because they love their rules. They love, they love <laughs> structure. They're organized. Like it's all things. <laughs> I'm meant to be Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just efficient. I feel like they're very practical. They're very efficient. They, are, they, they get are things very, done. They, exactly. <laughs> Like the trains used to drive me crazy when I'd come home because there's oh. like seven people on a spread out carriage here and they're like, sorry, it's full. So and right. It's like, you know what? It's full when we can't fit any more bodies in that door. The train system here is amazing. Like yeah. I think about back home and I'm like, wow, we need to get it together. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I just loved riding my bike. Yeah, traveling like the city was so big it was like 17 melbournes together yeah. like yeah yeah I, there is so much in such little space yeah because there's so many people as well so yeah there's a lot and have you been on some good day trips or i have i've been lucky to go on a few i went to hiroshima the um the other week about two weeks ago that was beautiful like just when i think japan can't get any better i go somewhere like that and i'm like wow did you get to the i'm in a hotel at the moment (laughs) um it's my weekend and i decided to take a little solo trip to kobe which is about like 40 minutes on the train away from um our place um i've been to tokyo very cool i want to go back there yep and yeah we shouldn't um, be taking time away from your weekend away. <laughs> it's okay. We had to fit me in somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. All right. We, no, we'll okay. keep moving and then. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's only what, like 
5.52 here anyway. So The night is young. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, when does your contract finish? In March? It ends on the 28th of Feb. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what's your plan? So you said you auditioned um, and maybe would get another contract and stay on or if you come yeah. home, what do you think your plans would be then? So uh, if I am offered, I definitely would consider staying. Yeah. Um, just because things are a bit iffy at the moment, still back home, especially with dance work, I don't think there would be a lot out there. Yeah. Um, so I would consider it also would be nice for like my family and friends to be able to come over. And like well, maybe a dance teacher. From- <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but then, but then, yeah, I, I definitely would still think about it. Like I'm not 100%. I'll definitely stay, but yeah, you know. Would it be for the same role and the same show or were you able to audition for other shows? Yeah, um, I was able to audition that you could uh, put down uh, different shows in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did audition for pop show as well which is just singing um but I feel like throughout the park the the role that suits me best is the one that I'm doing so I feel like if I was offered again it would probably be for the same role yeah yeah and do you have any advice for our students who are hoping to either pursue dance teaching or full-time or professional work as a dancer for sure if it's something that you love and you you don't see yourself doing anything else, then I my advice is to just go for it. Um, I mean, teaching might not be for you, and that's okay. But if you if you love teaching, then do that as well. I feel like yeah, I had the best of both worlds, being able to do both. Um, but yeah, I say go for it. If I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone just wants to get back in the studio so that they can keep training and keep progressing and keep working towards a goal. Mm -hmm. For sure. So nice chatting to you and finding out um, how you're going and more info about your role. Yeah. I feel like it's been nice to fill you in on everything. Yeah. It's gone so quick. And I feel like it's just like a quick message here. And they're like, how are you going? How is it? Is it good? Okay. I gotta go. I gotta go. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's nice to take the time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure.